Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Learning to live with Omicron. Fron. Or as I like to call it, <laughs> Homicron. Because it's everywhere. Or as, or as I like to call it, Omicron, because it's a big lie by the media big, to keep you lie. inside by the we, liberals. We were talking about this before. Worst nicknames for the pandemic. I, I personally think yours is the worst. Panda. The panda was awful. <laughs> panda? And Homicron's pretty bad, too. It's Omicron bad. is bad. I don't know it's where bad. you heard that, but I don't like I it. I made it up. Oh, okay. It's bad. I did um, I did tell uh, Brittany, because, you know, she, she's, got a, she's got an infant, so I get how she's a bit more cautious. Sure. Um, whereas I'm out there, I'm with the people, you know? I'm out there in the people. Mixing it up, moving and shaking, spreading it around, <laughs> Spread, spreading it around. Exactly. I'm like a, I'm like a COVID, uh, COVID socialist, you know, you got to yeah. spread it around. So, right. um, so I actually sent her a note saying, oh, things are back to normal because the train, this is Monday because the trains were packed. The trains have been packed all week. People are back. And then what drove it home more, I go to Sweet Green at 1130 in the morning. So, this is, you know, on uh, Monday, Sweet Green hasn't hit New Zealand yet, I assume. It's a chain of overpriced salads, uh, salad making people. That's that's what it is, right? Really good. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something here that I don't think there's enough Kiwi people to listen to. If I was to start a business in New Zealand, like a strictly just make a business, I would start that. Like Sweet it's green. the thing I think I miss most from living in New York. I would just go to Auckland and go to Wellington and just set up like a salad bar. <laughs> oh yeah, you like a bodega, get, like, like a bodega salad bar. Yeah, or like a you just can't. Or sweet get, green. Like, yeah, you can't just get like a basic. I'm just gonna go make my own salad and weigh it on a, on a scale. Oh yeah, not <laughs> even. Just, you don't even need to weigh yeah. it. Just just do with. The, I mean, look, because you don't want to weigh it because everything's too light, right? Unless you're like throwing avocados in it. Over, well, I mean, uh, I mean, I've more, seen some salads. Dense. I've seen some like, salads that had to be about three thousand calories from people. Yeah, but in your New baseline, York. like these places, they go and they fill up these bowls, right? And so you're talking, if you're talking volume, like eighty yeah. percent of it is just grass. It's, it's just lettuce. <laughs> yeah, it's water. So it's not because if it was filled with water, it would actually be weighing something. Heavier. So yes, you get the way sweet green works. It's like you get a base and you get four toppings. And then a, and then protein is and that's what comes with the base. And then you, it's extra and then a dressing. And then it's like two or three bucks extra for, you know, your meats. And it's good, man. They got they got a blackened chicken. Their hot sauce is delicious, you know, so I'll make a salad. and I always get the, the mix between Caesar and, and hot sauce. And oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a good salad. Like a little spicy um, Caesar. Yeah, man. With with blackened chicken. Oh my god! I started. Uh, I started doing this. I started hitting. I used to shit all over sweet green. All right, I'm gonna be transparent. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna own up to my to my issues from before. And I don't necessarily. I wouldn't back away from these comments. I still stand by them. Sweet green is a bunch of bullshit. Right? People line up for it like crazy, and they'll wait like an hour. If it's nice out, this thing will be out the door and around the block. People waiting to get their grass. Okay. I didn't realize it's, sweet green was was publicly traded either. Wow, I th- it's that's a new that's a new thing that's publicly huh. traded. You want a tip from me? Unsolicited advice. I don't own shares in Sweet Green. Buy Sweet Green. 
Okay. Look at that. Look at that. A little buy uh, sweet green stock. stock all right. There. Where is my buzzer board? I'm all Jim Cramer up here. You ought to hear what I say. <laughs> bye bye bye. <laughs> That's the bulls coming in. <laughs> you know some shit like that. Woo 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 woo. You know I'm just gonna start playing with my soundboards and whatever. So yeah, that's what we're doing here. I'm running around. I'm ripping my shirt off. That's it's actually that, it's so. actually uh it's actually been pretty at its. I'm looking at year to date. I think it's only been available since last year at some point. November. But it's November yeah, 18th so it's, was the first day. So it, I think it's okay. November 18th. Okay. So yeah. So it it opened at 49.50 a share. Yep. Went up to fifty three bucks and it's been down ever since. So now it's about twenty nine yeah, twenty nine dollars a share. Everybody's been stuck inside. So that's why they can't yeah. do anything. But when okay. the world starts coming back, these people are gonna blow up. It's gonna be everywhere. You right. you're gonna you open a what? franchise I'm gonna in go, New Zealand. I'm gonna you buy, buy some, some sweet green. I'm gonna buy some sweet green as we're on this podcast. Keep talking. Yeah. You got it. Go buy some sweet green. I mean, you can't you're not actually gonna own it until Monday. Although I did finally learn why Robin Hood is um bound to cause a lot of uh tears uh we can get into that later i didn't really understand how R- that Robinhood app- is a it's, it's a terrible app you should use it i real- did not realize that yes. when you real, buy a, real a share in yeah when you buy a share in Robinhood, you don't actually they don't actually buy it at that point no they will buy it for you later so they're you're basically <laughs> getting kind of an iou it's so stupid i'm like who yes. the hell thought this was a good idea Obviously, they did, but that's yeah. why they stopped selling GameStop. It's like, oh yeah, because Robinhood wouldn't exist if they kept it if they allowed you to keep buying it and to think of shooting up like that. Anyway, I die. I, I, uh, you know, I'm going off track here. What we're we talking about? Sweet crane, right? A big sham because you're buying a bunch of salad. The margin's got to be insane. Okay, you're talking about thirteen dollars for a bowl of spinach, right, and a little bit of chicken and a little bit of dressing. Right. That's that's kind of what you're buying. And uh, but they do a nice presentation. It's all good. Their ordering system is kind of bizarre, but it's all good. Right. And um, lines around the block. It's overpriced, but it's really good product. Um, Anyway, people line up like crazy around the block. And the to continue back on this chat with Brittany, I go in there at 1130. And for the last couple of weeks, when Omicron fears started, people were. uh, Everything kind of disappeared. I could sit on the train and there was never a line at Sweetgreen. This was like the first three weeks of January. Enter Sweetgreen at 1130. There's a line at Sweetgreen at 1130. It's like pre-pando all over again. And then I said that to Brittany and then she's and then she's like, interesting. So then what I said was Omicron more like Omegon. And um, oh, that's terrible. And she hasn't spoken to me ever since. God, that just ended that that friendly relationship. It's over. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's hyperbolic. But if she had any if she had any respect for herself, she wouldn't have spoken to me ever since. That's, uh, oh, yeah. So there there was that. Now that was a hell of a wind up. But you know, you got look at look at what you got. You learned what sweet green was if you didn't already. You got some investing advice, and um, I am not liable for any losses you may incur by investing in sweet green. I I did learn that they they have a festival. <laughs> sweet green festival. Sweet Life Festival. And Sweet Green hosts oh. an annual music food festival between 2011 and 2016 in Maryland. Wow. Okay. It's like cult. Uh, it explains it, right? But people lined yeah, up for bit. Chopped, right? So you think people lining up for Sweet Green, sure enough, they're not going to line up for Chopped anymore. No. They line up for both of them now. Those things are both out the door. I just don't <laughs> wow. get it, man. I, d- I don't understand the fascination around it because 
I don't know. It's just a salad, right? Like, especially yeah. it depends on what you're getting. Now I go to sweet green. Honestly, it sounds stupid because I could go to most delis or bodegas in New York and get the same salad for less. Mm-hmm. But sweet greens hot sauce. That's it. All right. That's that. it. All right. Honestly, that's it. It's their hot sauce. And I look to see if they sold their hot sauce, because if they did sell their hot sauce, I would never go to sweet green again. Do they? I'd just buy they the hot sell? sauce. That's how they keep you going back. Yeah. So there you go. Omegon, Omicron, Omicron. That's just what it's called. Pando. Now, I told you before, I did also have somebody at the coffee shop who called it the pandemic, <laughs> which I really didn't like. And then we got yeah. into an argument on which is worse between Pando and pandemic. They're both pretty um, bad. But this is also somebody at a place that specializes in making matcha who has admitted that she doesn't really like matcha (laughs) you know what though but that's fair a lot of people work at places with stuff they don't like like especially restaurants right like there's some people that work at mcdonald's that that won't eat mcdonald's and i'm assuming once you make it absolutely you don't want to you don't want to eat it but there's plenty of people who work i mean there's i'm sure there's plenty of vegetarians and vegans who work at places that have meat and vice versa right like drew drew is drew is in that position yeah he worked at a vegan place for a while it was great. Yeah, and he's not a vegan, right? So like it's it's just yeah, like I think you work where the the work is. <laughs> mm-hmm. To put it bluntly. So, yeah. All right, well look, I would say uh Homicron's pretty bad. The Pando is worse. The Pandemic I think might be the worst of them all. Thank uh, you. I'll take that. The, the, I I would say the best, the Rona. I don't dislike the Rona. I think the Rona's I'll pretty good. I'll call it the good. Rona. Rona's okay. I think it's okay. The mm-hmm. Vid I don't like. I think the Vid is dumb. That's no, cuz the Vid sounds like an STD. <laughs> It sounds like a video. It doesn't sound like what you're actually talking about. The Rona. The vid probably sounds like an STD because before STDs were STDs, it was VD, which is why the vid sounds like an STD. So I would say the Rona is the one that if I had to pick the top tier of the nicknames for anything to do with COVID-19 and its pandemic, the Rona, I think, is a good one. I would say that's the one that should go into Merriam-Webster's dictionary once we're done with this. Now, if but hear me out. Okay, hear me out. We're in Japan, right? We are on the marketing board of the coronavirus museum. And we need a mascot. Okay, we need a kawaii Japanese coronavirus mascot. You're telling me you're not going to go with Pando the Panda. No, it's got to be a no. pangolin. It's got to be a pangolin, right? Or Why? Bat. Because that's that we we bescorch we <laughs> bescorched bescorched <laughs> is that a real word? Bescorched. Were you gonna say besmirched or yeah, scorched? Besmirched and it had to, to we scorched and besmirched, and it came out as besmirched or bescorched. Bescorched. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we besmirched the name of the bat and the pangolin. So I think you got to give them. So if you're gonna go pando the pangolin, maybe not pando the panda. But pando is a fun name. For a mascot, for a kawaii character, or are you going to call him Pan- Pandemi, or or are you going to have your uh, you know what Pandemi really is racist, name. or your really racist Homicron? It'll just be like a really stereotypical <laughs> version of it. I I I think if it was Pandemi. Fox News, they would do it because they'd be like the Homicron was started because because all these groups of black people wouldn't get the wouldn't get the vaccine. Oh, how dare you! That's not how it's no, it said it. And, and the other thing is, you said you want to put Fox this in, News. You said you want to put this in Japan. I mean, are we not going to put well, this? Because in China? they only because they put a mascot and everything. 
Okay. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So I would say Pando the Pangolin is better than Pang- Pando the Panda. Okay. Personally. And uh, how I, many I, mascots do you see of pangolins, right? It'd be a Pando, unique... Pando is a pretty good name for a mascot of the of the coronavirus, right? <sighs> Pandemi's better. I think Pandemi is cuter. Oh, come on. Cuter? I yeah, guess. Cuter. If you're trying to make a kawaii, you're trying to make something cute and yeah. fun. And the pangolin, I, I think, makes a cute and fun mascot, and you named him Pandemi. I like I need it. To see what a peng- I need to see what a pangolin looks like. A pangolin is to be to be refreshed. Creepy looking. It is, but it's got a little cuteness to it. It's got a little cute face. When, when, when its tongue is out, adorable. Okay, so you can Google. I googled pangolin kawaii. Doesn't and exist. Oh, of course it exists. Honestly, they all. I'm, it feels like I'm looking at Pokemon. I mean, that's kind of what it is, right? It's a, it, <laughs> a yeah. pangolin is a real honestly, life Pokemon. Honestly, oh look at this. There's like these little. Is this like a real? This isn't real. This can't be real. Is this a baby pangolin? No way. These do look like Pokemon, though. The pangolin may be the first Pokemon. It's it's the Pokemon Sandshrew, right? I think. If I remember from Sandshrew, is that the name of it? It looks like a... Yeah, Sandshrew looks like a pangolin. All right, so let's look up a bat. Let's look up a kawaii bat. Oh, look at these bats. They're cute. Yeah, see? You can, you can find cute bats. A lot more to work with here when you're trying to find kawaii bats. So maybe that's why you do need the pangolin. You might be right. Yeah. Because pangolins more need unique. greater representation. But it's harder to yes. make it cuter because it's got like this really weird coating. Just, it's got like just this take, armadillo just take, just take the, the Pokemon. Just take Sandshrew and just adopt it. Done. No, you got to make something new. Because you got you to make all the... You can't, you can't forego the revenues by licensing something from Nintendo slash Game Freak. You just can't. Sure. It's not we'll worth just it. Change it a little bit. Plenty of people have ripped off of Pokemon to make Pokemon adjacent things. Oh my God. Have you Googled Panda Kawaii? I mean, there's a million of them, right? They sure are. They're adorable. <laughs> now I know you hate pandas. That's why you don't want it to be a panda. Cause you hate it. I kind of, I do kind of, you hate pandas. them. Now look, they're useless. Brittany, they're Brittany you, they're also useless sent me bear. Yeah, Brittany said they're not even this, a bear, uh, right? Pandas aren't even really bears. Like they don't they no, don't even know what bear, they want to be. Like pandas no, are because mess. a bear is threatening, right? I need to find this thing. I'm going to send you. Are you are you close to your phone right now? I am. Okay. Because I'm going to send you this video and I need you to live react to it. Because this is something that Brittany sent me as well and it's a bunch of pandas. Now it's from NPR and it says and you can do this. Go to go to Instagram, you go to NPR. It says uh, panda cubs pose for photos with their keepers and play with New Year decorations during an event to mark the Lunar New Year at a breeding base of Wolong National Nature Reserve in southwest China. And honestly, this video made me kind of hate pandas too because these things are stupid. Like they're just stupid furry balls. Uh, and are they adorable? Sure, but they're just—it's just silly. They're just goofy, goofy, stupid, furry things. Yeah, you know. And they're not even bears. I think because they're, they're marsupials, right? They're not bears. They're something else. Really? Yeah, I don't think they're actually bears. So they're—they're they're more like kangaroos. Uh, let's pandas. see. I feel like this is. Wait a minute. I just searched our panda bears, and then what are the suggestions? Are are pandas bears or raccoons or cats? 
Yeah. So for many decades, the precise tax- taxonomic classification of the giant panda was under debate because it shares char- characteristics with both bears and raccoons. However, molecular studies indicate that giant panda is a true bear, part of the family Ursidae. So I'm wrong. They are actual bears. So these studies show it diverged about 19 million years ago from the common ancestor of the bear. Um, it is the most basal member of its family and equidistant from all other extant bear, extant bear species. The giant panda is referred to as a living fossil. Wow. wow. So this thing is so dumb. Mean. <laughs> That's mean. A living fossil. It's so That's dumb. like really rude. It's, it's, it's literally like those Neanderthals that had their own TV show because they were a Budweiser commercial. That's what we're dealing with here. Wow. That show was awful, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. It was bad. It was bad. It's a perfect example of like you shouldn't take a commercial and make a TV show out of it. It was terrible. No, well, was they did a caveman thing too. Yes. The only exception, of course, is Ted Lasso. That wasn't a commercial, though, was it? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. Okay, I didn't know it was a commercial. I thought it was like a uh, funnier die skit. No, I guess that's Brockmire. Brockmire was a funnier die skit. Yeah, Ted Lasso was a uh, NBC Sports commercial, but they okay. completely changed it because he was um, he was kind of an asshole, and then they made him this like super char- super charisma charismatic, yeah. lovable guy. Yeah, it's basically yeah. a human panda. Huh. Wasn't that a uh, wasn't that one of the lines in the first episode of the show where they were like, "Would you rather be like tiger or panda?" He's like panda bear or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, there's while while we're talking about the panda or whatever you want to call it, but that's what I want to call it. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Sorry, not sorry. Um, you wanted to talk about uh, let's talk about some recent fallen uh, brothers in arms who um, who have fallen to <laughs> to uh, brothers in arms. What is happening here? What are you talking I don't know. about? That's wrong. Um, I don't know. Just some random people. Just basically I, members of the human I, race who died as a result I, of the bando. I'm, I'm, I mean, should this be not? Should this be uh, media therapy, or are we going to do it now? Because we can do it now. Well, because there's two. Because there's there's two that I want to call out. So you want to talk about this one here? And I got an article because we we could have talked about this last week, but we didn't. It was big news. Um, but we already this this is more. COVID it was weirdly relevant. big news to be honest. I I didn't realize how beloved this person was in theory. And no honestly, idea. and honestly, people a lot of people probably thought he was dead. Like this whole thing with Neil Young, I didn't realize he was still alive. But <laughs> let's let's talk about let's just go here. New York Post. Obviously, um this here we go. We'll just jump right in. Meatloaf was anti-vaccine mandate re- reportedly serious ill seriously ill with COVID before death. Like I said, New York Post. Now he's anti-mandate, so he didn't necessarily say anything about anti-vax. Uh, I think rocker, if you're anti-mandate, you're probably not vaccinated because it's one of those things that, for better or worse, when you're vaccinated, you're okay with mandates because they don't affect you. Here <laughs> we just go. Be the honest. late rocker, the late rocker Meatloaf, was outspokenly anti-vaccine mandate and anti-mask before his death. Once telling a reporter, "quote If I die, I die, but I'm not going to be controlled." End quote. According to the reports Friday. The 74-year-old bat-out-of-hell singer who was reportedly critically ill with COVID-19 before he passed away Thursday was opposed to pandemic restrictions, slamming lockdowns and mask mandates during an interview last summer. The Grammy Award-winning musician, whose real name was Marvin Lee Aday, it's very different than Meatloaf, was also railed against vaccine mandates in Australia, sources told TMZ. Meatloaf, who struggled with asthma and other health conditions, oh boy, told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette in August he considered lockdowns political and mass useless before offering reporter Scott Mervin's an embrace. Quote, 
I'm happy to give you a hug. I hug people in the middle of COVID, end quote, Meatloaf said, adding that he refused to live in fear. Quote, I'm sorry, I understand stopping life for a little while, but they cannot continue to stop life because of politics. And right now, they're stopping because of politics, end quote, he said. Quote, and on CNN last night, it finally came out that the masks we're all wearing are useless, but I've known that for six months. They don't do anything. They don't stop you from getting COVID. They're just a nuisance and make your nose itch and make it so you can't breathe. If I die, I die, but I'm not going to be controlled. And quote, the rocker's Hmm. official cause of death wasn't immediately known Friday. He had not said publicly whether he had been vaccinated for COVID-19. The two out of three ain't bad singer also suffered from a back injury in November, which played a role in his declining health. And uh, just to wrap it up here, Meatloaf won a Grammy for his 1993 hit, I'd Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, which soared to number one on the charts in more than uh, two dozen countries. That's good to know, but completely irrelevant to the story. I think they were sure. just trying to say, how do we reference all the relevant Meatloaf songs? And I think they, they were like, well, we didn't mention that one that everybody sings at karaoke. So we got to put that in the article. So we'll do that at the end. Hmm. It's a good karaoke song. It's it's the only song I know of Meatloaf's off the top of my head. Name another Meatloaf really? song. Yeah. You don't know two out of three ain't bad? No. no. That was the first one they mentioned? Wasn't a Meatloaf fan. Now here's the thing, right? Somebody uh-huh. dies normally. And the first thing you think is, oh man, that's too bad. Usually, right? Unless you're like Hitler. <laughs> Meatloaf. I was like, oh, man, that's too bad. I haven't thought about that dude in a long time. That dude had a real funny name for a singer. And then it starts coming out that he's uh, that he's, he's had all these thoughts. And then he dies of complications of uh, of COVID after having these thoughts. I feel like he's been Herman Cain, right? Oh, he's definitely. Like, a, that's a, that's like, a COVID. That's a Herman right? Cain Award winner. Mm-hmm. That's He's got to win the Herman Cain Award because I, I'm sorry, but uh, but yeah, like I can't, if you're going to be that staunch against it and then you die of it, I, I, I can't feel sorry for you anymore. I can't. Like, it's one thing if you're like, hey, look, I don't, you know, look, I, I mean, follow the things because we don't want to catch this. And then you catch it and die. I feel bad, right? Because you're at least aware that this is a disease that might kill you if you're over the age of 70 and overweight. And Meatloaf, I believe, was both of those because he was overweight for most of his life. So, yeah, I don't, I, I, I felt bad for him and then I, I didn't. And then I ceased to think about meatloaf. Sorry that it ended that way, meatloaf. But, uh, you know, join Herman Cain. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's kind of how it goes with a lot of these, a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, let's go to, uh, let's go to, let's keep on the New York Post and hit another Herman Cain Award winner. Uh Washington Post writes, this is actually written this morning, even though I think I read about it yesterday. Washington changed Washington trooper who defied state vaccine mandate and told government or governor to kiss my ass dies from COVID-19. A Washington state state patrol officer who defied us. I literally just said that. He told Governor State Inslee to kiss my ass is dead from COVID-19. Former trooper Robert LeMay, 51, who served 22 years with the state patrol and retired last October, died on February. Died on Friday. Jesus, on February. Wow. LeMay garnered attention from Americans across the country after he signed off for the last time as an officer and told Washington Governor Jay Inslee he can kiss my ass over forced vaccine mandates. 
Okay, we got it. You said it three times. Following LeMay's death, Washington State Patrol Chief John R. Batiste released a statement praising him for his service, which Batiste said will be long remembered and appreciated, probably for all the reasons, all the wrong reasons. Quote, I'm deeply saddened over the news that our former friend and colleague Trooper Robert LeMay has passed away. This agency's prayers and remembrance are with his family and loved ones. Rob served honorably for over two decades, and we were disappointed to see him leave the agency this past October. He, his service to this state and agency will be long remembered and appreciated. And then they link to the Twitter post where he actually says it. Um, it's got 38,000 likes. Um, quote, let us now remember our old friends, support his family and loved ones, give thanks to his service and resolve to meet the challenge ahead with continued duty, dignity and respect. And quote, Batiste added. Uh, we said that. Da, 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 that's it. So, yeah, there's another one. But. What goes around comes around. Look, I'm not a yeah. spiritual person, um, but, you know, statistics don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Um, you're kind of look at the end of the day. Odds are you're going to be fine. If you get COVID, I believe in I believe in karma, probably going to be fine. I believe in karma that the universe writes itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> For every injustice, I believe there is an equal and opposite justice that is done. I do. Interesting. I believe wow. over time, by time this whole thing collapses, the the scales will be balanced, right? Like like Thanos, right? Perfectly balanced as all things should wow. be. Wow! Look at you! Look at you quoting movies you hate. So and, <laughs> I, <laughs> and that's how I feel that everything will be balanced. So just keep that in mind, people. If you're having a rough go of it, if if things got you down, I believe if you keep at it, things will balance out. By time you, by time your life is over, you will be happy with the balance if you let it naturally come to its end. And yeah, I believe this is what it is, right? So Meatloaf for all of his, all of his awards and all the greatness that he's done, karma always comes back to you. It always balances out. To the analogy of uh, everybody's pretty much sitting in the ocean, surrounded by life, surrounded by life rafts, and uh, you may get hit by a bus when you make it to shore, but. You know for sure you're not going to drown in the ocean. Yeah. Yep. So you got nothing to lose. Unless, of course, you have a, you are one of the points, probably 0.000001% people who potentially can't take vaccines for whatever medical reason. And for that, I give you a pass just to cover all the bases, right? I understand people have different circumstances that prevent them from taking vaccines. That sucks. I get it. Consult with your doctor. But odds are, you should get the vaccine. It's free. It's yes. easy. It's safe. And yes. look, odds are die. because at yes. the very least, people will then care when you die because yes. you look at this guy and you're like, well, shit, how much am I supposed to care about this? And that's where we're going to go because you talk about, you know, whether the, the conversation between things opening or not opening, et cetera. And it's like, yeah, people dying is sad, but when you have every opportunity to not die and you've had it, it's not like the vaccine just came out a month ago. It's like you've had a year at this point. I think, I think you could be in most places, obviously here in New Zealand, you have, yeah, we're talking about America. Yeah. We're yeah talking about America. You're right. You're right. You're right. But that's the only place that matters. So it's fine. But in the, in the United States, we got more people dying here. All right, we got yeah, too many more. We got to, like, we got to like, protect, yeah, so we got to protect because, the dummies because you guys can't follow the rules for like two minutes. Look, life the rest is precious. Of us have to suffer. 
Life is precious. We're all God's children, okay? And more of God's children are dying here faster than they're dying there. <laughs> are so you therefore, sure those are all the vaccines God's are children? More important. All God's children. children. We're all, all sure? God's children. You, you, you well, sure it's like it's a bolt. It's like it's like a square and rectangle thing, right? Every square mm-hmm. is a rectangle. Not every rectangle is a square. So, like every every rectangle is no wait. Every square is God's children. Mm-hmm. The, the rectangle in this case is God's children. The square is whoever your actual biological parents are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You get it? It makes sense. Sure. Sure. I got some Look, feedback. Yeah. I was going to say, I've got one more COVID news story that's interesting. And then I think we can probably move on to media therapy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I need to break this. Uh, there, yeah, there's, but... a, there's some breaking news here happening in the sports world that I think can fit into media therapy. And I know you might not care, but I want to bring it up. Um, Does it involve Barry Bonds? No. Okay. I mean, we can talk about Barry Bonds not making the Hall of Fame. We can do that. I don't know anything. It's an injustice. Okay. That's all I have to say. I don't know anything yeah, else sure. in detail. So you I do want to bring head. up a story that's that's here locally to New Zealand, and that is probably going to hit globally as well. And I'm going to read oh. from my favorite New York Post-adjacent website. It's Stuff. Yeah. Stuff.com. Right. Wait, but Stuff isn't like... No, like, it's not. But it, right. it has its moments. It has its moments where you're like, what but is our this? right doesn't necessarily exist as our the right in new zealand i would say is the new zealand herald if i had Mm -hmm. to say again like we're all like every that's probably more of what u.s like joe biden's are right like the more moderate liberals Mm -hmm. i would say is the right here where kind of the left here is you know oh god there's you know the the socialists are going to take over the world in in the u.s they are so I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this article because, as I as I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, New Zealand has its cases of Omicron. We are on the precipice of of thousands of cases a day because Omicron is so highly transmissive. There was a concert here that had like eight thousand like young people, and like they were sharing vapes and doing kiwi weird things. And now there's a chance they all have COVID. <laughs> so oh. we might have thousands of cases a day soon here, even though we are ninety three percent vaccinated as a country. Sure, makes sense. which is insane, right? So um, the problem is now, if you're overseas, this has been a problem for a long time, right? If you're, if you're a Kiwi, if you're, if you got, if you hold a New Zealand passport, getting back into this country, your country of origin has been very difficult. It's been a giant struggle. And a lot of Kiwis overseas are are mad about it. And the problem is the Kiwis here are like, we should have never left, Which, which is what it is, right? So it's, uh-huh. it's, it's a difficult situation. And so I'm going to read this story. Pregnant Kiwi journalist promised safety by the Taliban after being declined emergency MIQ spot. So pregnant New cool. Zealand journalist promised safe refuge in Afghanistan after, falling, after failing to be granted an MIQ. And MIQ stands for... Uh, what does MIQ stand for? I was about to say oh, it. Sure. I, I, I totally blanked on what MIQ. Manage isolation quarantine is what it stands for. Sorry, I just blanked. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, so, when, so basically the thing is, if you are a New Zealand permanent resident or citizen, you have to apply in a lottery to get a spot to come back in, right? So basically, it's, it's a balance between your flights, right? So normally you book a flight first, and then you have to try and hopefully you get a lottery date that aligns with your flight for managed isolation, or do the opposite. You try to get a managed isolation spot, and then you try to book flights around it. So you basically need to, 
you come into the country, they immediately sort of ship you off to a hotel, stay in that hotel for either 14 to seven days, and then you get a bunch of COVID tests. It's kind of like being in prison for a little bit, and then they, and then they let you go. Then they let you go around your business, hoping that you don't have COVID. The problem you can't, is now- You, you can't yeah. say they put you in prison for a bit, because that's giving in. That's like the language that people are like, well, I should I have to isolate? You know, that's like- Well, it kind of is, though. Like, like, you're, in a, it, you're in a hotel. You're in a decent well, hotel. Well, hold on, hold on. You're in a hotel, but here's what you can and cannot do, right? You can't walk mm-hmm. around the hotel. It's not like you can just go gallivanting around. You are stuck to your room. They give you three meals, and you get an hour of time to walk around outside. What does that sound like? <laughs> sounds like uh, sounds like that you're in a sounds nice like hotel a prison. room. You don't want to leave. It sounds like a, <laughs> it sounds like in a pretty nice hotel room. Yeah, but you have. Let me put it this way: you have a flushable toilet. You have you have a comfortable. So do you, bed, so do, you do a prison? The toilets, I think, flush in prison, don't they? I mean, I don't know, man. They look like. I mean, have you seen? I mean, I've. I only know what I've seen in shows and stuff, and they always look gross. They always look like they're overflowing. I'm, I'm, maybe you I'm can't assume. flush the toilet, but they do flush. So maybe it's a okay. toilet that you can flush, right? You have TVs. Some prisons have TVs, right? You have internet. Really? I'm okay, so so maybe that's it. Yeah, some prisons have TVs. If you're in a if you're in a low security prison. Sure. Oh, okay. Martha Stewart prison. She probably had a TV in her room. Why wouldn't she? She definitely had a TV. She had yeah, TV, sure. and she was she was trading so, stuff. She's like, so no, I'm doing it my, legit. I promise. That's my point. Is in you're not free to go. Like you can't no. just be like, hey, I'm gonna leave my room and go get some ice. You have to like call someone and go like, hey, I need some ice, and they bring up a bucket to you and leave it outside the door. Like this isn't freedom. Like you can't just do what you want. You can't go. Can you get room hey, service? Hey, I know someone across I, the I hall. Get... The room Can service get... is what they give you. There is no you can't be like, hey, I want steak tartare tonight. It's no, 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 no. I'm saying like it, during the day, it's like, hey, can I get some snacks? No, no. The answer I believe is no. You get your meals and that's it. Um, <laughs> sounds like to, prison. Do I have to? It? Do I have to make my own shank out of a toothbrush? You can make you can make alcohol in the tub. I don't even know if you can get alcohol delivered to your room in MIQ actually. I don't know. You might be able to, but I don't think so. Because they don't that's want people it. in there drunk, tearing up a room. Like it's kind of like prison, but that's the price you pay to come back into the country, right? So so be it. No one's really complaining about it. And I know plenty of people who've gone through it. The thing is, it's weird. People come out of managed isolation and they're kind of zombies for a couple of days. Because you are sure. locked in a hotel room. So you can't say it's not prison when it's more like prison than not like prison. Right? Fair enough. <laughs> I right. mean, so there's a lot of things that are not like prison. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, continue reading. A pregnant New Zealand journalist promised a safe refuge in Afghanistan after failing to be granted an MIQ spot has had people offer to transfer spots to her. Charlotte Bellis said she had no choice but to ask the Taliban regime for help after being told she didn't qualify for an emergency MIQ spot. Since Bell's predicament came to light on Saturday, she's heard that people have volunteered to transfer the MIQ bookings to her, but it's not allowed. I want to know more. I want to know what more the government wants from me to convince them that I need help. If they were in my shoes, what would they do? Uh, so she's usually based in Doha, Qatar. Bellis made international headlines in September last year when she questioned the Taliban as to how they'd ensure the rights of women and girls follow the fall of, Ka- of Kabul. A week after that press conference, she discovered she was pregnant, which is illegal in Qatar if you're unmarried. Her photographer partner, James Hoylebrook, Hoylebrook, was stuck in Kabul, like. right? The pair made plan to keep the pregnancy a secret until she was out of Qatar. Her MIQ application was re- rejected initially, so with their daughter due in May, the pair flew to Belgium, where her partner is from, where she tried repeatedly for an MIQ spot through New Zealand's lottery. Then the government announced MIQ would end for all New Zealanders in February and foreigners in April, meaning they could both get back in time for the birth. 
So she's unable to legally remain in Belgium. She organized a meeting with senior Taliban contacts who told her she could safely return to Kabul. The last thing I needed to the last thing I needed was to go to Afghanistan and be showing and showing unmarried and get in hot water. I thought it would be prudent to feel them out and get their feedback. I was really nervous and they just said, We're really happy for you. Sorry you're in this situation. Tell people you're married if you're asked, and if it escalates, call us. You'll be fine. So that's from the Taliban. <laughs> So look, I can read the rest of the story, but they're, they're working on thoughts? PR. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on this? Of it seems like the Taliban has either turned a massive leaf, or this this seems like an awful situation. What are your general thoughts on this? A little confused. <laughs> this whole thing's like very strange. It is. It's very, it's very dystopian, strange. Where someone, I mean, New Zealand is a first world country, so they like to think. So she wouldn't. So she she is from New Zealand, right? Is she's she a, a Kiwi? Yes. She's okay, Kiwi. and she was and she was in Cutter. Or she was in Cutter. Cutter. Well, she was. How, she was I originally. Guess Cutter is how you pronounce it. That's what Fareed so Zakaria he, says. So so, so here's the way to put this, right? She's an international journalist, right? So she was mm-hmm. a journalist here in New Zealand for a long time. She works internationally. She was in Afghanistan during the fall of Kabul, but she is normally based in Cutter, right? So she has a partner who is a photographer, I believe, for the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, some some right, she's big pregnant, American she's newspaper. She's got to get out because she can't be there. Right. If and she find, was afraid, out- like, hey, I'm in Qatar and I can't be, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm here and they know that I'm unmarried. So I'm going to go back to Belgium where my partner is from. And obviously, because it's only on a visa, Belgium's like, well, you can't stay here forever. You need to, you need to go back to where you're from. And so mm-hmm. she tries to get back into New Zealand. And she can't because the New Zealand lottery system basically deems that she's not, this isn't an emergency. This isn't an emergency enough for her to bypass the lottery system to get back into the country where she's from. How pregnant is she? Do we know? How many months? Uh, I'm assuming now this was September and she found out then. I'm going to assume if the baby's due in May, you can do the math and say she's what, five months pregnant? Because if they were like, look, you're not visibly pregnant. We got like three months to make this work. Just keep it on the low for now, which is still fucked up. But yes, you know, I mean, regardless, that's just giving the extreme benefit of the doubt. And then the Taliban's coming in and be like, hey, man, you know, come over, come over here. We'll uh, come back to come back to Afghanistan. We'll uh... well, she's basically saying, like, I, I don't want to go back to Qatar because it's more dangerous mm-hmm. in Qatar for me to be showing, which is crazy because it's like a pretty modern city that's there. what I thought. Right. I'm like, hey, Qatar seems like a pretty decent place right like i mean we're about to have a world cup there <laughs> or we did have a world cup there and that doesn't matter i mean look at where the olympics are for god's sake well, sure. like they're in china well, sure. again but, but yeah but you'd assume that you know you if i was going to choose between Kabul and cutter i think i would choose cutter right yeah of yeah. course and this might be us as americans thinking this right if you hold a different passport maybe your answer is different but personally i'm not going to afghanistan <laughs> it's not gonna happen I'm good. Fix a few things and maybe I'll swing by for a visit. So here's the um, women in women in Qatar must obtain permission. This is from the uh, Wikipedia and women in Qatar. Uh, women in Qatar's uh, policies regarding women's rights is restricted due to the male guardianship law and restrictions wow. influenced by Wahhabi interpretation of Islam. Both women and men were enfranchised in the country at the same time in 1999. Labor force participation rates of Qatarian women are 
are above the world average and among the highest in the Arab world, which comes mainly as a result of an increasing number of Qatarian women who are attaining academic degrees. There is limiting mixing between the sexes and Qatarian women in public are largely expected to wear traditional clothing, which typically consists of an abaya and a shayla, both of which partially conceal their appearance. Moza, Moza al-Malki, a psychologist, claims that gender, gender separation is influenced more so by cultural factors than religious factors. Women in Qatar must obtain permission from their male guardians to marry, study abroad on government scholarships, work in many government jobs, travel abroad until certain ages, receive some form of reproductive health care, and to act as children's primary guardian even when they are divorced. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Nothing doesn't say anything about pregnancy here. Um, but I, I believe her, you know, I believe how that's how it works, but like, yeah, that's like, it, are those really the only two options? It's kind of wild to, to your point, yeah. And I get where you're coming from where, yeah. Hey, New Zealand, you're not going to be a bro, even though I'm from New Zealand, like yes. guys, I live there, put me in the box for, a, for two weeks or whatever you got to yeah, do. Exactly. And then, and then let me in. Otherwise I got to go to this fucking terrorist run country like the guy those guys well, well she's basically saying i i have to plead to the taliban yeah to let me stay here because it's it's better than cutter and just reading this um they provided news letters from new zealand specialists confirming the dangers of giving birth in afghanistan it's a country where the united nations estimates an extra fifty-eight thousand women died during childbirth will die during childbirth by 2025 because of the dire state of maternity care. So she's kind of saying, look, I've got a New Zealand passport and I I can't like the fact that I can't get back to my country of origin to give birth and I need to come and I need to stay in a country where the, the, where there is actually a chance that I might die in childbirth given the state of their maternity care, because this is a country that has just had their, just had the change in government by force. Wow. And yeah. I would say this is this is only now the other side of this is that people who've been dealing with this in New Zealand for the last two years, plenty of people who are Kiwis, get pregnant overseas, want to come home, and they can't. Now, obviously, if you're in Afghanistan and you're a famous reporter, that's you know, this becomes a news story. But if you're in another country and you're not famous, you've kind of been told to deal with this. So yeah, New Zealand is hitting a point Surely, where they're gonna like, have this is literally yeah, this was just reported today, right? So surely this is going to be resolved. The, the, the last the last couple of days. It started, I think, Friday night or so when yeah, she I think like, she posted something. But it, it's yeah, it's been the last couple of days. Somebody's, it's, it's a fairly somebody's new story. This is the kind of thing that gets resolved in like a week. Yes. Where she's gonna be back in New Zealand by the time we record next week. Because yes. this is this is something where anybody could look at and be like, this is stupid. Yes. Like how how are we not accommodate this? If we want to be a modern country that's respecting of any form of human life. We gotta let this woman in the country. And anybody could look at that on the face value. What are they gonna say? No, we can't bring her in. She's literally a citizen. Yes. She's yeah. going, she doesn't have an option. It's like come into the country, isolate, do your thing, have your kid, stay there, go to jail. Have yeah. your kid, go wherever or, the hell he will. Or, or and quite also, frankly, I mean, no, but like let's be honest, like stay there, possibly die in childbirth. Or possibly die because of the fact that you're not married and someone at some point might decide that, you know, this is against the the culture and the religion of the region that you're in, which means maybe they take your child. Maybe they take right, you. Exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, like, again, like we're, we're hitting this point where it's like there's 
like you're under a regime that took power by force, not through like diplomacy, like with guns and tanks. And for now, they're saying, yeah, 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 it's all good. Come in. At any moment, that could change. Yeah. And you're just basically not going to make an exception. And the problem is, is because New Zealand is trying to say, we're trying to make this fair. There's plenty of people that come to us with sob stories and tell us all these things of why they need to be back into the country. And right now, because New Zealand is trying to not allow for the pandemic to enter our borders, the borders have been closed. But now we've got our prime minister self-isolating because she was on a flight with someone who might have had COVID. These days are coming to an end in New Zealand. We are going to open the borders soon because it's going to have to because, you know, we we did good for two years, right? Like Kiwis can applaud themselves in the back. We did it, right? We didn't – we did better than most countries would – didn't allow thousands of people to die. I think we've had like 30 deaths, right? So great. We did it. And now we're 93% vaccinated, which has to be some of the highest vaccination rates in the world. Has to be. Oh, yeah. Open the border. That's probably adult. That's probably adult still, eligible vaccine. And again, right? yeah. That's, so that's kids, have just now, yeah. kids have just now been allowed to get vaccinated. So fair enough, right? Like the mm-hmm. thing of the children. They just started vaccinating kids. So maybe after you vaccinate the kids between 5 and 12 and you get that up to 80, 90%, then you open it. But like we're getting to the point where it's like, hey, uh, you're going to have to open up this border. Like we're, we're kind of done playing this game where you're closed off to the world and your little island nation. Like you're going to have to open up the border and this thing is going to be here because it's going to be in the community anyways. So yeah, it's an interesting story that uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, you look at this and go, huh, Yeah, some weird things going on that uh, you'd think yeah. wouldn't happen to people of Western nations. And it's still- And the, the last thing, I'll, I mean, I'll go, you know, I'll bring up what came up because I listened to Bill Maher uh, this morning from last night and I guess people were giving him shit because he's like, you know, he had um, Barry Weiss on who was talking about, she's like, I'm done with COVID. She's like, I did all this stuff before. She's like, I've done what I need to do. She's like, but, but it's done for me. She's like, I'm over. I'm going to go back to living my life, whatever. And they were talking to, they had a follow up this week and he was, she wasn't on, but he was saying that they were talking about who's the selfish ones in this case. Is it the people who want to just push for pure isolation and keep the restrictions on and not get back to normal or is the people who want to get back to normal and i kind of it's a it's an interesting conundrum because you're basically putting the two diametric opposing viewpoints which is never a good idea but you can't you can't be held to the same standard forever like at some point you have to be moving on and to the to go back to the analogy of all the people in the in the ocean right like you guys held on while there weren't enough life rafts. Well, guess what? Now they're a plenty. Everybody's got the tools to move on and out of this thing. We got it. We, we did what we needed to when we needed to do it. Now uh, let's get our shit together here and uh, let this woman in the country. And if you're worried about her bringing COVID when you already have these spiking numbers, like whatever, let her in, let her in, yep. save this child, save this lady. Yeah. And do baby say, daddy. Yeah. What do you, where are you? Put a ring on it, he's, at least. In, How's that for saving this this child, you know? Yeah, Send her a ring, make it real, good... get married before this kid is born, and S- save her. Like, how's that not a solution to this as well? So, I'm not I, saying I, it's I was the gonna, best, but it's definitely would, a fallback. I, I was going to ask that of why you just wouldn't go get a piece of paper and say, like, okay, so now we're married Belgium. We're going to stay here. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Get married. That? I mean, look. I mean, you know what? To this guy's credit, he's like, ah, I'm not quite ready. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> ready to commit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you gotta, you gotta. We gotta go back to New Zealand. Sorry, it's, it, it, hey, you know, it's, 
modern yeah. times. <laughs> this was this was not planned. Not a planned thing. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do here. I like I support the kid, but mm, I don't know. Whatever, man. Do what you got to do. You could get married in like dude. You could do that in Vegas, right? You get that. I don't know how she that's can't, through, she can't come to through Vegas. Vegas. I, but, I know she can't but, go there, but she can do it through <laughs> like some Zoom shit on Vegas, right? How official does it have to be? I mean, I'm also assuming that as a Kiwi, right? Like you can get a visa in a lot of places. I'm like, gonna do this in an incognito way because I don't want to. I don't need. I don't need any searches targeting me for this. Let's see. Easiest way <laughs> for intercontinental marriage, like recognized marriage. Uh, like at this point, right? Like at this point, this guy, international MSP. If if something happens to her because they're not married, right? This, this guy is, he's he's kind of a scumbag, right? Just sign the piece of paper, bro. Just get it done. Yeah, seriously. I don't want to like, you know, just kind (laughs) of, especially now, blame here to somebody else, but come on, man, there's a woman and a child's (laughs) life is on the line here. Yeah. Be like, oh, I I can't stay in cutter because I'm not married. Be like, well, we're married now. So you're good. You don't right? have to go there. Just get married. Who cares? Be like, yeah, my, I mean, my husband's overseas. Whatever. I, I mean, I, I think cool. that's a point that's not, that's a great point that you brought up because I didn't think of that of like this. I, you know what? I've changed my tune. This isn't on New Zealand. This is on this dude. It's on him. <laughs> New Zealand's trying to give this dude a sign to go, look, man, look, look, man, it's time to go. Right. Got a baby on the way. It's time, time to sign that. Time, time to put a ring on it, buddy. <laughs> and he's I like, keep- nah, man, I don't know. It's like, well, then fine. You got to stay where you are. And maybe this will. So maybe this is a giant conspiracy theory that she's oh, trying to try to publicly shame him in order to get this ring. If so, so I, I searched it's a smart move. <laughs> it's a smart uh, move so I I searched intercontinental, and then that ended up giving me in um, that that ended up putting me at a bunch of intercontinental venues. So that didn't really work very well. You know, they were like, "You get married at the bar." Which you know, remember that guy because that was at the Intercontinental. Yes. Where can we get married in a hurry? OneFabDay.com. A couple of options. You just can't wait to say I do. This is definitely going to be. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is talking about some U.S. stuff. Las Vegas number two. New York is number one. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh, here we go. How do you get married if you live in two different countries? What do you do if you're married for someone from another country? Oh, this is too long. Get a fiance visa. Obtain residence as your new spouse. Go through the United States naturalization process. Jesus, that sounds like yeah. These are all American things, but like yeah, internationally, need, I'm assuming quick, like hurry up. There's got to be knowing, like a, is you also get like an Islamic ceremony on Zoom. Who cares if you're not even Islamic? Just I, abide watched, by the rule at this point. Save this child. Look, I've watched a lot of 90 Day Fiance. I think getting married now again. Maybe the problem is she would have to again. I but that's the thing, right? She's not showing yet. So I totally think, knowing all the stuff I've watched on 90 Day Fiance of people who should not be getting married, people who've met for like a week <laughs> deciding to get married, it's possible to get married as soon as possible. So why this dude just didn't go, look, man, I'm, I'm in Cutter, I'm, I'm so in love, we have to do this now, and you you know, you know, you get a ceremony, Cutter recognizes you as marriage, and then you go, look at that, well, I'm pregnant, and there you go. You're done. Yeah. So you know what? This is this dude's fault. I'm with you 100%. It's not New Zealand's fault. It's not Cutter's fault. I didn't, I didn't say this is this guy's fault. I'm just saying like this What's is, his name? This is Where like is he? Let's secondary. This is, I want to oh publicly God, no. shame him again. Where is he? Where is he? Don't, Where is his name? I, I closed I the article. I don't have it anymore. Where'd it go? Where is this know. dude? Um, I don't know. Can't find the Let's article. See. Here he goes. Latest breaking news on stuff. Where is it? He had a weird Belgian name. I'm going to shame him publicly. 
even though uh, how public this here. is is up for debate. <laughs> Jim, oh, I can't find this. Hoylebrook, Hoylebrook, Jim, 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 old Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimbo, James, Jimmy, Jimbo. Let's go, Jimmy. <laughs> Let's go. Get it done. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> let's see. Is he? He's on Twitter. So let's see if there's anything. Is he? Shame he's, him. he's in it. He's in Afghanistan. So has anyone on Twitter shamed him and said, "Look, bro, what are you doing? Marry her." He's retweeting this stuff though. He's um, he's saying some stuff about it. You know, he's trying to. So maybe you should post on his Twitter. I'm not. Give him a link to the podcast and okay. tell him get it done. Just say get it oh, done shit. and give him a link to the podcast. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> oh, shame. Be like a uh, producer from Atari has some interesting this guy, words. This for... guy looks like he would. He would. <laughs> he got, would love and leave. Looks like he's it. got great. He's got good hair. Does. He's born in '89. He's a young guy as well. Because I think she's. I think she's around my age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, uh, good-looking couple. It's going to be a good-looking kid. It is. Good-looking kid. Yes. All right. Yes, have it. Well. That's a good uh, political conversation. So let's uh, move over to a little reddish, bluish, back, blackish, Jewish. Yeah. But so wait, that was it for that. Sorry, Ooh. enough of that shit. Let's talk <laughs> to media therapy. There we go. Um, actually, before that though, I did get some feedback from Arlen. She said, "One, it's Publishers Clearinghouse. I think we might have called it Publishing Clear Clearinghouse. You but- said Publishing Clearinghouse. I haven't thought about that Publishers Clearinghouse in thirty years. Fair enough." And then, uh, and she also said purple and green are her favorite colors too. Look at that. Um, now, to be clear, I did say secondary color. So I included orange in there, but I appreciate that. That shows she is a, you... someone with some taste. There you go. All right. So you want to start with this breaking news? Cause I just got the alert twice. All right. CNN oh, hits you. me with the, CNN hits me with the breaking news, news and then, big and news. then AP confirms that it's not bullshit. That's what I get. That's how my alert The greatest. The greatest living athlete. Well, no, that's not true because Wayne Gretzky is the greatest living athlete. What about uh, one of the uh, the Williams sisters, right? Like Serena Williams. Venus they Williams are, Williams. but Wayne Gretzky, from a sport perspective, is is better. Oh, overall accomplishments. Overall, wow. right? Overall accomplishments. I would say Michael this Jordan's guy is still number, alive. He is, but he's not as accomplished as as this guy or as Wayne Gretzky from a points leadership standpoint. Tom right. Brady. Now that he's selling crypto, <laughs> has decided oh, to man. retire. That makes sense. He's decided, he's decided to retire after 22 years and seven rings in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. yeah, it's just About it's time. pretty amazing. And Tom Brady's 44. The fact that he lasted this long is pretty amazing. I, I thought Tom Brady was done eight years ago, and he won like three Super Bowls since then. So he's he's the greatest quarterback of all time. You can't you can't argue that looking at his accomplishments. Yeah, there's no doubt. People can talk shit, and I'm sure they do. They hate the Patriots, whatever. They hate yeah, this guy, greatest whatever. But of all time, it's greatest of all time. Dude gets it done. Dude got it. Five done. Super Bowl MVPs, all-time playoff leader in touchdown passes, passing yards, and completions. Three-time NFL MVP. Uh, what else? Is it most passing yards in NFL history. Most touchdown passes in NFL history. Most regular season wins in NFL history. Most playoff wins in NFL history. <laughs> Most Super Bowl I mean, appearances and wins. He's the greatest of all time. It's undeniable. Wow. Once you read that stat list off, he is the greatest quarterback to ever play football. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to retire. I mean, he's not he's really... gonna go. Yeah. Is there even a close second? Uh, 
quarterback wise, not really. Joe Montana is probably or just in general. Second. Is there a close not, second in in the sport? No, no, not in football. No, no, this dude is on. He's like he's he's in a class of his own. I mean, he's he's basically he's got double the career of anybody else. Like no one's yeah. even close. So yeah, it's uh, and it's not surprising, right? You're 44. Which, no. in the grand scheme of things, every year old, it's become this but... whole dog and pony show of whether or not he's yes. going to do it or not. I mean, he I... won the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> like, it's oh, still. I'm not like... saying. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not saying it's not a viable question. Like even then, it's it's kind of hilarious, right? Because people will say, "Oh, he's too old. It's about time. It's about time he does it." It's like, why? If he could still do it, like even anytime like a team loses or they get to the best or they get to like the final game and then they lose in the championship, you're like, "What went wrong?" It's like, "What went wrong?" That we're literally as close as possible to getting to the to the end. I think you could have tossed a coin at that point. Like I always found that funny when people bring up that conversation. And it's like, oh, well, clearly something's clearly broken with this team. It's like, you got this far? Really? Because even yeah. if you're, even at his current age, right? Why couldn't he do another season? There's no reason he couldn't. At that point, it was all a personal decision. It's like, do you want to or not? And he said, and it, up until this point, he said, yes, I do. And it's like, why not? Because for the next three years, he'll still, he'd still probably rank as one of the top 10 or top, like easily in the top half best quarterbacks in the league. Right. Would you agree with that? Yes. yes. So then why is this even a discussion? Why is everybody's like, why is there, is that just because people just don't like him? And if he didn't play for the Patriots, would he have that same disdain? Well, it's it's because people don't like the like, and again, I think a lot of this is East Coast biased of you know not liking the Patriots. And look, there's there's a bit of people don't like, and that's the weird thing is that Tom Brady kind of at the beginning was kind of a really really average quarterback, but just a bit of the the perfection perfect life of this guy, right? He's married to a supermodel, and Giselle Bundchen. He kind of lives this perfect life. He seems to get better with age. And a lot of it is just, you know, just hating greatness. Like the fact that LeBron is as, as as hated as he is, is insane. He's the best athlete I've ever seen. Just pure athlete. And people just hate him. And I think that just kind of comes with winning. And specifically with you being in New York, right? Because the Jets are a disaster. They they suck as a franchise. Oh, they're, they're, they're almost as bad as the Lions. They're almost crazy. as bad as the Lions. It's bad. They are terrible. I don't know, I don't know much about football, but... It is kind of wild. The Jets are how, awful. How bad, bad the Jets are and how that's just common knowledge. Like, And Jet fans are hilarious that every year they're like, yes. Yeah. It's not even like Buffalo. Buffalo is like crushing disappointment because they usually have a chance or they have some hope. Whereas the Jets, it's like you never had the hope. <laughs> you never even had that. Yeah. But they are so, they're such an adamant and loud fan base like lions we like oh, yeah. the lions fans know that they suck and you're like real quiet about it and then people come and you're like yeah i know i know still yeah still suck jets fans this is our year every single year they're loud they're obnoxious they're awful and then they, they suck. have their chant right they have their chance yes. they spell the it out T-S, jets and now people say s-u-c-k suck 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 <laughs> do the lions have that do the lions have a chant like we don't that? have that any people chats. just start we just... yelling in the middle of a bar no, no now, to just, be fair uh, Eagles fans do the same thing. Yes, but Eagles but, fans uh, but have but won recently, won. right? They're, they've won they're recently. usually decent. They at least yeah. they, uh, you know do all right. And they're not just talking about how great Joe Namath was <laughs> in '69 or whatever year Joe Namath won the Super Bowl, who's now selling you Medicare plans on yes. CNN and, and and drunkenly slurring 
about how he wants to kiss sideline reporters. And that happened 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, they did replace the on that Medicare commercial. They did replace um, Joe Namath now, or they have a, at least a variety of ads now where the guy now who says dynamite is doing it. Oh, Jimmy Walker there. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Walker. Then yeah, he's like, you got to get this plan. It's dynamite. <laughs> Oh, poor Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's just that's that's his life. He's just is just saying dynamite for the last 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, uh, yeah, anyways. From Daily yeah. Cost, Joe Namath, Jimmy JJ Walker both promote questionable product. One is a trupper, the other isn't. Oh boy. Ooh, boy. It's the it's the Medicare coverage helpline. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's so look, maybe while. Tom Brady in 20 years will be doing Medicare commercials. But yeah, he's the greatest, greatest football player of all time. Greatest quarterback of all time. Undisputed. So yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, that's, that's my, that's my uh, media therapy. I would say now, I watch Now people of, can yeah. go to, now in football, people can just go to solely hating Bill Belichick. Yeah. and But Bill Belichick, is they're starting to find out that Bill Belichick kind of needs Tom Brady. Tom Brady proved he didn't need Bill Belichick. Right? We'll find out. Super Bowl without yeah. him. So pretty amazing. Um, I, I did watch a movie, mm-hmm. and I watched a movie called Photocopier. Have you heard about this movie at all? Photocopier? Yes, Photocopier. It is an Indonesian movie. Oh. It's on, it's on Netflix, right? It's an Indonesian 100% movie. 100% Rotten Tomatoes, only seven reviews, but... Right? So I'll read the mm-hmm. premise to you, right? After her scary. drunk selfie circulated online, Sir oh. loses her scholarship, and she is accused of bringing disgrace to her faculty. However, Sir has no recollection of the night's events. As she blacks out while attending a college party, um, Sir seeks help from her childhood friend as she, uh, who works and lives at the campus as a photocopier to find out what actually happened that night. So uh, I watched this movie. I actually wanted to watch House of Gucci, and I, I found out that what I had acquired was not House of Gucci, but a movie called The House. That's a real creepy-looking um, Netflix movie with, like, puppets in like three different timelines. I don't know if you've heard oh, of this it wasn't, movie. It wasn't it's, the um it's a British it movie the... with like a bunch of like really creepy um really creepy like uh almost like um Leica style um live you know puppeteer live action type of set stuff with obviously some CG in it. Um so I oh. didn't watch the house because the house you should watch the trailer for this movie. It's creepy. Um, so I just wasn't ready to do that last night, right? Like I wasn't ready to invest in this level. Oh, I've of, uh, seen this trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. This right? is it's creepy. It's creepy. this is why. Oh God. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, this is like a bizarro, fantastic Mr. Fox. This is like yes, the horrifying Mr. Fox. And again, apparently it's apparently it's okay. Apparently there's like it's three different timelines of you know living in this same house, but like it's just it's just really kind of creepily put together. And I just, I, I, you need to be in the right mood for this movie. And I wasn't in the right mood for this. So we end up going back, well, let's watch this photocopier. This seems like it gets pretty good, pretty good reviews. And we watched it and actually really enjoyed it. I had to watch it with subtitles. So you have to be, you have to be able to read <laughs> because it's in Indonesian. And I, I don't know if there's actually, if it's actually dubbed at all. I didn't check. Um, but yeah, look, I like the premise. I like the story. Um, it's, it's a good movie. So if you're in the mood for an international film where you might have to read a bit, or you speak Indonesian, then uh, I highly recommend this movie. Yeah, I'm watching okay. a trailer for this thing. This movie is creepy. This house movie. I is don't. Um, I don't speak Indonesian. Um, 
I believe no, I know that's you the didn't. name. I know the... <laughs> you didn't know that before you said said that, but now I can confirm to you that Indonesian is not one of the languages I speak. Yeah. It's one it's of my the world's it's largest one of the gaps. island country. Speaking of crazy trailers, have you ever seen this? I know I sent it to you, but I'm not sure if you watched it because I feel like you don't watch the things I send you. But that's Probably. okay. That's fine. That's how this works. Um, but this is, is the, is uh, this? this is a Who game is? trailer for the Shawa American trailer and it's all in Japanese. So you can just read the subtitles while you watch it. And the start of this is her like pointing a shotgun at like a dude's junk. And then she pulls the trigger. Yeah. I watched this. <laughs> How crazy did this look? It's a Chinese made American post-apocalyptic game a lot going on there <laughs> called shawa american story yeah i watched yeah. this i thought I, I thought i commented on this i think i said yikes oh from maybe. The beginning. yeah maybe just at the beginning yeah it's um it looks janky as hell but it also not gonna lie looks kind of fun looks kind of fun i think i'm gonna play this game when it comes oh, out so is this so is this basically if china took over the u.s um that's what it looks like okay so here we go in shawa american story this is from the ign synopsis the United States has become an unofficial colony of Japan. However, Japan. a catastrophic yeah. incident sees monsters and zombies popping up all over the region, playing as Choco, a teenage action movie stunt woman who has been mysteriously <laughs> okay. revived from the dead. Players okay. will travel across the U.S. in search of her sister and answers for what's happened to the world around her. Take on hordes of monstrous foes and take a trip back to the 80s in this wild post-apocalyptic adventure. So it's developed by Neckcom Games, which I don't know what the hell that is. But yeah, I and there's some, and there's are, some weird. They're based some in weird. Wuhan, China. Yeah. 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 Oh, look at this! Straight, straight out of uh, of uh, Ground Zero. No, I thought you were going to say the Pando. No. Okay. Ground Zero. But yeah, there's like this kind of hilarious thing. There's like zombies riding bikes, and then there's uh, there's for some reason this random pan over this like really awesome high-rise uh, swimming pool. Like this this trailer is bananas. If you have any there's interest in this. There's a lot going on in this trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Growing pains on a VHS pops out at one point. Like this is... This is some wild stuff. And then um, I think I also shared with you earlier was the uh, earlier in the week was a trailer for the new um, was for the new uh, Final Fantasy game that's coming out, Stranger of Paradise, where the the music that plays at the end is Frank Sinatra. And this this game looks batshit crazy, and I can't wait to see how it turns out. Yeah, anyway, a lot going on here. <laughs> a nice little detour there. So anything else on uh that you've watched? Uh no. I think that's pretty much it. Uh yeah. finished uh-huh. Ozark. The l- latest season of Ozark. Pretty good. If you're People an Ozark fan, you'll continue to watch it. Yeah, it's good. It's still weird though, because Jason Bateman is still just Jason Bateman. <laughs> just plays himself. Is he? I mean Yeah, kind of. He usually, he usually <laughs> does like comedic acting, right? Yeah, but again, it's it's still he's still the kind of a comic relief in this a bit. Like he's kind of it's just kind of him playing the same guy just without as many just sort of deliberate jokes. Like yeah, he's still kind of the same. Um Well But yeah, it's still actually, enjoyable uh, though. That's it's actually still a good fun one. To watch. Who's yeah. older? Jason Bateman. That is a good or Paul Giamatti. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Jason Bateman's a little older. I think he looks a little older. I'm gonna say he's like two years older. 
He is one year younger. Wow. That's a good one. That's a very good one, then, because I thought he was for sure older. Huh. I mean, he looks really good. good He he doesn't look it. He does look good. No, he doesn't look it at all. But uh, yeah, look at that. Paul Giamatti. He's always that one in there. Jesus. That's brutal. Did I tell you? I don't know if I said on this podcast that I did tell somebody once that I was like, good news. You're older than Paul Giamatti. (laughs) And his response, I was like, if you want to feel better, I said, you're older than Paul Giamatti. And then his response was, you know what? That does make me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Paul Giamatti. That was was pretty good. Um, And this guy actually kind of looks a little bit like Paul Giamatti. Um, Anyway, he's a guy I play hockey with. Um, okay. As for me, um, not too much. I, this week I've just kind of cycled through a whole lot of different games and just can't quite find after I finished, nobody saves the world, which is awesome. I just couldn't find something that really grabbed my attention. So I've been, so I kind of bounced around on game pass and just downloaded a whole bunch of stuff. That's the beauty of game pass. The one that I played the most of was uh hitman three. Because people are like, oh, you got to play it. You got to play it. It's made a bunch of game of the year lists. They have some Series X optimizations that came out. And now it's on Game Pass. So I played the first two missions of there. There's only six. And then the third one kind of frustrated me. I didn't really understand what was happening in the story. It felt like, wait a minute. Did, did I miss something between these two levels? No, it's just the storytelling is just kind of bizarre. Or maybe because it's direct follow-up to two. I just didn't know what was happening. That said, the first mission is one of the most gorgeous um scenes in a game i've ever seen it's amazing like it takes place in dubai on this skyscraper like this fake this fictional skyscraper that's like bigger than the what's that building called the burj burj khalifa burj khalifa yeah and that thing is so it's like taller than that so basically you have the scenery where you're on the top of this skyscraper that's above the clouds and you see other skyscrapers that have pierced this the clouds so it's just like this really unique view of um, that. I that I haven't seen anything um, like that before. It was just very, very cool. And it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, but what's really interesting is everybody was hyping up this second mission. They're like, you gotta, you gotta play the second mission. The second mission of Hitman three is one of the best things ever. People were saying that all year and I never played it. If, if anybody wants to try this and you have game pass, like this is worth playing the game alone. People were a hundred percent right, but I didn't really understand what they were talking about. And it's not a spoiler to say how it functions because they're like, Oh, you could go through and solve a murder mystery. I'm like, well, how the hell does that work? Is it like at a dinner party? Am I doing like one of these things? I had it in my head that it was kind of like something that I would figure out in my head, but no, there's like a separate game within the game where you're tasked with, killing with with the usual thing where you're killing somebody but <laughs> but when you like that's the whole structure of hitman it's like in this big sure, you're hitman it's <laughs> like smaller it's like kind of a little sandbox you know you're usually in a specific scenario so in the dubai thing you're at like this big swanky gathering on the top of the skyscraper in the second mission you're on these grounds of this uh, of this manor in england and you're supposed to kill this woman and the first thing and she basically says, hey, my husband's been killed and I need you to investigate this. And, and she's and she's trying to find out who killed the husband. So the first guy you can basically take. So she calls a private investigator to come to investigate. And you could assume the identity of that person as you mm-hmm. do in Hitman. You knock somebody out, you wear their clothes, etc. 
So if you do that and talk to the woman, all of a sudden the game basically turns into a whodunit type game where you talk to people, you gather clues, you investigate the rooms, you find evidence, and you narrow down the suspects. So it plays out exactly like a whodunit that has nothing to do with the rest of the story itself. And it is awesome. Really, really, really cool. So if you have Game Pass, even if you don't care about Hitman, I would still recommend downloading Hitman 3, play the second mission in the campaign for Hitman 3, enjoy that, and then you don't even have to worry about the rest of it. You don't even have to kill the woman if you don't, because here's a minor spoiler, I guess. I solved the mystery. And then she's like, thank you for this. Now I need some time to myself. So she walks out on this balcony, and then I just walked out to the same balcony, pushed her over the edge. That solved the mission. Then I just walked out and the mission was over. That was it. And that's the beauty of Hitman because the game's honestly like so jokey in how things are done and it's meant playing with the sandbox. So although it deals with certain subject matters of like, you know, murdering and it can get kind of dark at the end of the day, it's all about the silly shit you can do. Hitman is ultimately a comedy and that's why I cannot wait to see because IO Interactive, they're making, they have the license to make a Bond game and that's what they're doing. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what kind of James Bond game they make. It's I'm sure it's going to be incredible. So we probably won't see it for another year or two. I'd yeah. say end of 2023 is probably the earliest. But I just I can't think of a better team to do it. It's going to be awesome. Um. Anyway, I didn't I didn't quite follow through playing that. I messed around with some other stuff. I don't remember. That just shows how good that. Oh, I tried to play a game called Paparazzi. And, uh, yeah, that game was for lack of a better word, rough. And I, uh, sorry. <laughs> I think John just left. No, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't just, have anything to comment. I'm just, just listening. Like, it's yeah, just, sure. it, it's a, it's a game that I wanted to love. You know, it's, I love a good pun. You play as a guy photographer, uh, photographing dogs. The dogs talk to you, but this game on series X ran horrendously. So maybe in a patch or, or two, I'll give it another shot, but that ain't it. Then I downloaded uh, Binary Domain, which is a game that came out in 2012, maybe 2013. Didn't do very well. It was from the creators of Yakuza. Very uh, A third-person shooter, plays a lot like Gears of War with some more um, uh, squad-based elements. It was actually designed with um, like the option to use voice to command your troops by speaking into a microphone. I don't do that. You don't need it. But it's there, but it has probably one of the most ridiculous opening cutscenes I've seen in a game where a dude just walks into where you're <laughs> where you see these. Um, um, it, there's like this building, this guy walks in and he just kind of rips his face off to reveal he's a robot and then pulls out a grenade and blows himself up. And then that if that wasn't crazy enough, now you're in the room where like the the president of the United States and his uh, and his chief of staffs are all talking and around this table, like, what are we doing about these robots? And it's like, you mean to tell me there's there's people with robots and there these these accents, these voiceovers are just so insane. Um, yeah, this game is wild. I'm having a good time. It's really stupid, but, you know, it's really all I want. And then, of course, there's the game that you definitely haven't started, which is Shin Megami Tensei five. And one day, I will look forward to hearing your thoughts on this. But I'm, uh, I'm getting to it. it. <laughs> I, pay, I, Get. I, it was funny because you messaged me today. You're like, are we recording? And I was like, oh shit, it's two o'clock. And this, uh, this game's great. I am in. 
I am completely in. On Are you this on game. normal mode or hard mode? I told you. I, I Are you, you easy? can't go back. <laughs> Once you switch to normal, okay. you can't go back. Um, I'm on normal and I'm having fun. And that's what matters. I'm moving forward, but that tension's still there because I've still died plenty of times on normal mode. These guys will still like because you go into a boss fight, right? The thing is, like the the way that these games work is similar to Persona. Everything has their own affinities. And there's like eight affinities, I think. And that's like fire, ice, wind, lightning, etc. And everybody will be strong to one, weak to another, neutral. And you could go into a boss. When you go into a boss fight, you have no idea what they are the first time you go in. So to just go into a boss and somehow make it out of that thing alive is highly unlikely because you've basically had your affinity aligned for the last boss. So this one's probably not the same. So you go in and this guy could hit you with something that you're weak to. You could be dead in two shots. And then it's game over because if you die, it doesn't matter about the rest of the party. You're done. It's over. So that's that's kind of how this the game goes. So I'm like constantly saving, which has to be done at specific points. But I uh, got into a rhythm here where I am really, really, really enjoying this game. Having a blast. And uh, when we're done with this, I'll probably go back and play some more. Unless you want to play some Halo, which I'm also down to do as well. Uh, I've got some. I've got to spread some mulch. So uh, mm-hmm. probably not. If not, typical later. excuse. Go ahead. Yeah. Spread some mulch. I can do it later tonight, maybe when I get back from hockey. All right, maybe I'll, I'll be around then. Mulch will be spread by then. Fair enough. What are you? What are you planting? Pla- it's already planted. Just need to spread mulch around to keep the weeds out. Oh. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. But so that's that it. I got. Said. That's it. I got nothing else. That's Look it. That. A podcast yeah. mm-hmm. on a normal time. Didn't take us three hours. We got through it. We apologize for the lack of content. Um, I know you wanted more. You expect more out of us. But, you know, this is definitely a uh, quality over quantity. Who do you think is at fault? Is it is it the baby daddy? Or is it the... Or is it this woman who just demands she has this child? out of wedlock <laughs> or is it the new zealand government government or is it the pando that's right i got it in oh, one more Jesus. time Ugh. anyway review us oh and what's your favorite term for uh the pandemic how do you feel about homicron also homicron is not even a good one to it's not good from a um from a um it, it's not going to sustain the test of time because Omicron's going to disappear and then they're going to have another one. So you got to change it. You need something else. It's more generic. Yeah, Cause well, I mean, apparently it's supposed to get better, but maybe it gets worse with more variations. Nobody knows. So. We're living with this thing forever. Anyway, on that hot po- on that positive note, go review us. iTunes, Spotify, do that. Tell your friends, just shout it out the window of your car. If you're driving, you're listening to this as a car, roll down your window you're in traffic now the people are returning about to work just open down your window say hey and maybe throw something at your uh throw that um empty cup from the coffee you didn't drink yesterday or you drank it yesterday maybe it's like half full a little bit throw it at the window next to you and when they roll down the window say what the fuck you know tell them hey he's a broad podcast check it out and until then until next week this podcast is over